T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the WEEI Studios. Brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Privacy Simplified. The home of the Red Sox. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1. Lawrence, Boston. Always live on the free Odyssey app. This hour of Fitzy and Heart is brought to you by the cleanup and restoration specialists at ServPro. Call 1-800-SERVE-PRO. One can't help but be positive. The other can't help but be negative. Bleep you, you bleeping bleepity bleep. The only thing they seem to agree on is that they can barely agree on anything. Blah, blah, blah. I'm Andy Hart. Uh, I'm not happy about this. It's sports radio for the passionate fan. What's up, Nick? And grumpy dad in all of us. That is just so stupid. Fitzy and Hart. Yes, I've been listening, Andy. On Boston Sports Original. I like the way Andy Hart does it. Might have Nick just take over. W-E-E-I. Bad news for Tom Brady. Nick Fitzy Stevens is not taking over. In fact, Nick Fitzy Stevens is on vacation. Fitzy and Hart live from Fenway Park, our Ford Studios here. It is a beautiful Saturday afternoon in the city of Boston and here at Fenway. So joining me is uh, WEEI.com Patriots writer Kyrie Thompson. He will spend not only the next three hours with you, but actually four hours tomorrow. We will have a uh, Sunday edition of the Fitzy and Hart program here from Fenway Park as the Red Sox have a three-day series with the Yankees and play night games on both Saturday tonight at 7 o'clock and then again tomorrow, Sunday evening. So your, uh, your afternoon affair here at Fenway Park will be the Fitzy and Hart program sans Fitzy but with Kyrie Thompson. And we're going to be respectful, Kyrie, of where we are today because you and I, we're football guys. Yes, this is true. Patriots, guys, it is Patriots season to some degree. It's certainly NFL preseason, and we will get into some of those big picture stories a little bit later. But we're going to start here. Red Sox, Yankees, Fenway Park, and the Red Sox get an extra innings 3-2 win. Fenway Park last night. Uh, Tommy Pham came up big. What up, Pham? Drives in the winning run in the 10th inning. J.D. Martinez had a three-hit game. Be good to see him get going. Uh, Nathan Avaldi knocked off some early rust in a... Uh, Aaron Judge bomb his 46th of the season as he chases historic numbers uh, for a Yankees team that's been scuffling a little bit. They uh, had the same record before last night as the Boston Red Sox coming out of the All-Star break, which I found funny because I was listening to Mutt's pregame show and it was like, you got an opportunity here. You got the same record as them. And I'm like, wait, so doesn't that mean they have an opportunity? If you guys, you can't say they're bad because of their record and say you're good and ready to pounce because of your record if the record is the same record. Exactly found that interesting but Red Sox got the job done 
the uh, the the momentum over at least two days is building. They're looking for back to back series wins over AL East foes. Again, a fraudulent series win, a one game series. Right, exactly. That's what I was about. Doesn't to say. matter. Hey, hey, and guess what? You know they've won two games in a row. Good job, guys. Yay! Damn right. Yay. There we go. I don't know if they'll make it three games in a row. We'll see. But I, I oh, want okay. to start don't, there. Don't get, don't get crazy. Well, you know they Calm are down. not out of. Things. Calm down. You know, and I did the crossover with Chris Curtis. Yes. of the Ken and Curtis show, and he asked the question, a big-picture question, better chance the Red Sox make the playoffs as the third wild card or the Patriots win a playoff game. And I went Red Sox because there's still a decent amount of season to be played. You're four games out. I'm sorry, there's a team ahead of you called the Orioles that I, I've just been sort of conditioned in recent years to not take seriously. They traded Trey Mancini, one of their better players, so they weren't necessarily buyers at the deadline either. So I'm going to start here and ask you this, this relatively simple question. Do you feel any momentum with the Boston Red Sox? Do you feel a team that could be making a push for, yes, I know it's just a third wild card. Do I think they're a contender? No. Do I think they're more uh, January Patriots than they'd probably want to believe? Yes. But there's something to be said for the Parcellian. Get in the tournament. Make the playoffs and see what happens. And so are you believing that they can do this and at least get into the postseason and ignite a little late summer, early fall baseball here at Fenway Park. It's like the old, if you make it to the dance, you've got a chance. That's right. Uh, I don't think I'm really buying that because I just don't think they're that good. But at the same time, you look at the teams that are ahead of them, right? So the Mariners are, are very good. And, and I would imagine one of those Blue Jays or Orioles is probably going to sneak in. But I don't, I don't know. Then, then you've got you've got the Rays ahead of you. So there, there's a, there are some challenges to be posed uh, right now. So the White Sox, I mean, being a Chicago guy, this pains me to say, I don't really believe in the White Sox. I think that they have a lead anchor holding down their team named Tony La Russa. Uh-huh. Yes, yes, yes. Snoozy. Yep. And, and the Twins don't really believe in the Twins either. So there, there is a chance. There, there is a so chance. you're saying there's a chance. I'm saying there's a chance, but not a very good one because, again, like th there's a possibility that the entire wild card could be populated with AL East teams, and you're bad against the AL East, which is kind of unfortunate. But you're picking up the momentum against the AL East, uh, right? Yeah, you beat two, the O's, you beat the Yankees. Two wins in a row. Why not us? Why not now? Momentum. Why not? Uh, I believe that we will win, right? A little yeah. World Cup. But, but to, to that question that, that Curtis posed, I would – See, it's actually kind of tough now that I think about it. But he set yeah. a good bar. Not not do the Patriots make the playoffs. But do the they Patriots win a playoff? Win a playoff, playoff game. game. And I would say I'm probably going Red Sox here. Yeah. Um. And, and and the reason being that I have the Patriots being a good team that doesn't make the playoffs, basically just because there are too many good teams in this conference now and too many really good quarterbacks. And I feel like you know what? If they do make the playoffs, good on them. They're probably only going to make it as like a sixth or seventh seed, and they're going to get whacked. So we'll start there. Do you believe, callers, in the Boston Red Sox building a little bit of momentum right now, coming out of the all-star break and then the trade deadline and that weird world of, wait a minute, did they sell or did they buy? I'm not really sure. They added a first baseman that everyone has been lusting for. Anyone. Anyone that can play Literally the position. <laughs> I don't care. He now has a name. Eric Hosmer's been okay, but he has solidified that position. 
We said Fam last night had the game-winning double because he also, uh, interesting quote I saw in walk-off situations like that, he said, I learned if you touch second base, it becomes a double. So apparently he touched second base to steal a double in this uh, stats-based That's eight. padding. That's lugging percentage. That's a veteran that's right a, there. That's, a, that's important. That's a veteran right there. But do you believe the Boston Red Sox can turn around this this strange season and I don't care what you think of the third wild card or whether that will make you a contender for the World Series or not. Do you think the Red Sox do have a chance to sneak into the postseason season despite story injuries, sale injuries and drama and soap opera nature of him and everything that's gone on? Evaldi, who's now pitching with less velocity but still able to keep you in ball games through a ton of pitches early last yeah. night, but got the job done. I'll take I'll take two runs over whatever it was six innings. That's a quality start. That's what the kind of starts you need if you are looking to make a run here at the postseason. So six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Do you believe the Boston Red Sox can make a run? Can they win a real series with a win, a victory in one of the next two nights against the New York Yankees that are floundering a little bit? They're still living off judges' home runs, but they're by no means cruising to historic records like they thought they were going to early in the season. If you want to shoot us a text, 37937. Again, we are here at the Fenway Park uh, Studios, the Ford Fenway Clubhouse. Tune into WEEI this Red Sox season as they broadcast live from our Ford Clubhouse Fenway Studio before Red Sox weekend home games as we are doing today. Brought to you by your New England Ford dealers and Ford trucks, official truck of the Red Sox. There is a little bit of, I think, excitement now around the team. Like just, I'm literally, so I kind of mocked, there's been various times where, you know, you, you try to read into a singular game, a singular yeah. home run, like is that the one? They split with the Yankees before the All-Star break. Is this what you need to do? Is this where it starts to pick up steam? And even Alex Cora that, that night in Tampa when he kind of had a little uh, hissy fit and, and seemed to be saying he liked the other team and the other dugout more than he liked his own and they were fighting and they were clawing and yeah. playing hard. There's been these various times where you thought, are, are these leaping off points? Are these times that can ignite enough of a run? Because as you said, are the White Sox good? Are the Orioles good? It's like some of these teams, you don't have to be good, in my opinion, to make the playoffs. That's modern yeah. Major League Baseball yeah. with three wild cards. That's what we're looking at here. So I'm not saying they're going to suddenly become this really good baseball team, but can they be a playoff baseball team? You win a game like last night where your starter scuffles a little early. Like early on, I'm watching the broadcast, and X like, Ugh, he's throwing a lot of pitches. Yep. And you're like, this, this, is not, this is not how you turn something around. Gets the job done. The bullpen is good. You get some timely hitting late. Again, maybe you've ignited J.D. Martinez. Three hits. He's been scuffling for seemingly basically two months now. Yeah, and, and the power outage part is still part of the deal. Sure, but if I can get three hits every night, okay, I'll take that. Yeah, that can will. help me because if will. I can extend the lineup, because that's the one thing that I think this lineup has been putrid. We, we were joking yesterday. I used the term with Christian. I said maybe Christian Wilkerson is a 4A player. And he's like, what's that? And I was like, yeah, you don't know that or huh. a player is basically what the Red Sox lineup has been most of the year with these Franchi Cordero's and Bobby. Like, yep, they're they're good enough to be better than triple A, but they are not good core major league players. No, and they've been exposed this year. But if you tell me you have Devers, you have Bogarts. OK, you bring J.D. Martinez back at least as a 300 hitter, 
not the guy he's been uh, for the last couple months, even if you don't get the power back. If you get anything out of Hosmer and Fam, okay, now you're extending your lineup a little bit. It felt like before, usually lineups have holes near the bottom. Like, oh, yeah, you know, they're 8-9 hitter. Yeah, but once you get, basically with the Red Sox, it's like once you get past like five. Yeah, maybe, it was that, like, that's it for you. Everybody's it was like a bigger out. hole than lineup. And now I feel like maybe you can extend the lineup so that you just have a little bit of hope. You get a little bit of pitching. So are, are you feeling any optimism coming off a, an extra innings, Fenway Park, walk off, beat the Yankees, don't let us win just one, as Kevin Millar would say. Like, is that going to be a hell of a story, Julian Edelman? I know I'm, I'm, I know I'm yeah. really grasping at straws. I, I know. We're, 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 try, we're trying. I mean, my thing is we've already seen this, didn't we? We saw this before the All-Star break. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, look at that. We split the series against the Yankees. And, yep. you know, we can, we can hang with them. We can hang with anybody. And, I mean, like, I, I would say that was, like, kind of one of the high-water marks, like, right before the All-Star break. And then they limped into the All-Star break. And now I think we're all just kind of like, what is this team now? Why do we, why do we put any any emotion and any investment into them when they keep on toying with us like this? So I'm not ready to go in with them yet. I will say though that look, you have more of a semblance of a, as you mentioned, a adequate major league baseball lineup now. And part of me wonders if you had Tommy Pham playing in the outfield before, like just. Just something resembling competence on both defensively and offensively the entire season. Yeah. Does this look a little bit different? If you had a, an Eric Hosmer, you know, replacement level first baseman on both sides of, of you know, on, on defense and offense, does your season look a little bit differently when you're not putting a player out there that's just kicking a ball every other inning? So like, my question know. is, and that brings me back to, because I was torn. You, you listen to the players. There was a uh, ESPN story. I think Buster only wrote it about uh, talking to an unnamed player, and it said like, "Wait, did we buy or sell?" Like, yeah, I'm not really like we brought in some veterans that should help us, should solidify, as you right. said, an outfield right. position, a first base, but we we let our catcher go as part of it, and now you kind of Bill Belichick style. Well, we brought in Cole Strange. Yeah, but you traded Shaq Mason, so where are we? Yeah, are we no, back no. to zero? I, I will at least say that the potential for Cole Strange is to be, you know, maybe a, a Pro Bowl guard, you know, Pro Guard maybe down the line. Reese McGuire's not good. Like, he's just, right. he's yes. just a defensive backup, so you definitely downgraded. You definitely downgraded there, it, yeah. but maybe you can argue you upgraded at two spots, downgraded at one. Is yeah. that a net positive? And, we're, and, and as we yeah. set this stage, yeah, I would say so. competing against mediocre to maybe not good teams in the White Sox, in the Orioles that are ahead of you, is that net gain, that tiny net gain, enough to give you a little bit of an ignition here to be a better baseball team? And then you throw in Matt Barnes is pitching. Like you're, you're adding some of these other possibilities. Do you still hold out hope that Trevor Story can come back and be a factor, a positive factor for this team, at least with the power numbers that he showed you and the defense that he showed you. So this is a weird role for me. And maybe it's because I'm trying to be positive. Guy, I'm trying you know? to be optimistic. Andy here, drum up a little bit of positivity around your, uh, your local nine baseball team. And maybe it's just, you know, you, you turn that corner and you see the green of Fenway park and suddenly you're brought back to your youth and you, you want to believe, I feel like Steve Buckley, like you want to believe in the story that there is some possibility for hope here. I guess and you beat the Yankees in extra innings. Yeah. I guess it's interesting, right? Cause it really can be like, any any night anything can happen, especially in a sport as random as baseball. Oh yeah. But but again, it's like we've seen this movie before. And and I guess it's interesting, right? Because when 
me not being from here, like the mystique is really interesting to kind of experience for yourself, but then experience through other people's yep. eyes, like the magic of it. And it's like, I don't really know if I feel like that about about this area. And so maybe maybe the, it's not infecting me enough yet to, to give me optimism, but I just maybe I need to hang out with Fitzy more. I'm, maybe or me. Maybe I'm Mr. Positivity for the Red Sox. Fitzy's positivity. Yeah, but as I've, listeners to this show know, has kind of wavered in recent months yeah. and years. But then again, I've, I've heard you talk about the Patriots. So I, I would say the, the optimism that you're bringing right now for the Red Sox is very well evened out by what you've been saying. Oh, yeah. When we get to uh, the rest of the show and we start talking about preseason football and the Patriots and where they're going and their offense i will balance myself out don't worry i'm not going to be all homer andy all all day here at uh, at fenway park as i said we are broadcasting live from our uh, weei fenway park ford clubhouse studios here as the red sox look to tonight's, tonight's game two against the yankees trying to take a second straight series yes i'm saying it with a straight face at least i'm trying from an al east foe we'll be talking about that all afternoon we'll delve into the patriots Kyrie and i may actually dabble in a little Celtics because I'm a little bit annoyed that this this Jalen Brown, Kevin Durant trade thing just won't go away, even though the Celtics spent some of their week promoting Jalen Brown and how great he is and how hard he works and everything on their social media accounts. All those topics will be on the table. 617-779-7937. Shoot us a text at 37937. We will be back after this trending. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now on WEEI and WEEI.com. We've been talking about it. It took a ninth inning comeback and extra innings, but the Red Sox beat the Yankees 3-2 in 10 innings last night. Tommy Pham hit a walk-off single, although he claims it was a double because he touched second base. Garrett Whitlock threw two hitless innings to secure the win. The Sox and Yankees play the second of their three-game series tonight. Cutter Crawford gets the start for the Sox, opposite Frankie Montas. Joe Castig, Sean McDonough, and Will Fleming will have the call with first pitch at 7.15 across the Shaws and Star Market, WEEI, Red Sox Network. Shaws and Star Market, perfecting the art of fresh. And be sure to tune in to the Visit Massachusetts pregame show with Brian Barrett at 6.15, sponsored by the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism. Start your Massachusetts summer adventure at visitma.com. And you should do it right now because it's freaking beautiful in the state of Massachusetts and the city of Boston. Padres shortstop Fernando Tatis Jr. has been suspended 80 games for violating the league's performance-enhancing drug policy. We may touch on that later because he made an excuse that I may not be buying. Uh, Elsewhere in Jets land, per Brian Costello, Jets quarterback Zach Wilson has a bone bruise and meniscus tear. He will miss two to four weeks, but it is not, apparently and reportedly, a torn ACL, which I think most of the world thought last night when they saw that clip on Twitter, and they thought a young star quarterback or developing quarterback might be missing a full season. But we will see what happens with Zach Wilson. We will talk about that at some point this weekend here on Fitzy and Hart. That is what's trending now on WEEI and WEEI.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? 
Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, we're right back to it. Bitsy and Hart on WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. It is a beautiful afternoon here on a Saturday at Fenway Park. Red Sox-Yankees game two tonight after the Sox pull off. A comeback, come from behind, win last night, tie it in the ninth, win it in the tenth. My kind of baseball to ignite hopefully a little interest and excitement. But I'm going to I'm gonna take a turn here on Fitzy and Hart with Kyrie Thompson from WEI.com filling in. A uh, little, little more big picture story. Uh, because it's Red Sox, it's Yankees. You saw a home run, number 46, from Aaron Judge last night. He is bet on himself, and he is having a mammoth season, so it seems like it was a very smart bet when he turned down $210 million for what is now looking like it's going to turn into $300 million, or who knows where it goes if you get a couple people uh, bidding for your services. The New York Mets are seen as a potential suitor. The Yankees are still seen as a potential landing spot, maybe the can't let judge go kind of mentality. Uh, I would throw another option out there because I was I was skimming ESPN.com and they had potential suitors. And what did I see but a Photoshop of Aaron Judge in a Boston Red Sox uniform. So maybe Aaron Judge putting one in the monster seats, not against the Red Sox, but for the Red Sox. So I want to... Um, I want to just throw this out there to you, Kyrie, and to our listeners. 617-779-7937. Would you be comfortable with a, a swap of contracts, star players, because the Red Sox this year, we're not talking Devers, this year you're talking Xander Bogarts. Ops out, hits the open market. I know everybody loves him. Everybody wants to keep him. I see the number two jersey everywhere. But would you be okay with a swapping of Xander Bogarts, you're gone, but you replace it with Aaron Judge. One of obviously, when healthy, one of the great power hitters in the game, as he's showing right now, because I believe he's sandwiched between uh, Mickey Mantle and Barry Bonds in terms of home runs at this point in a season with 46 on August the 13th. He's a little older, and I do also question the, the health and durability. He's a guy that doesn't always stay healthy as he hits his 30s. It's going to take, as we just said, probably $300 million in some form or fashion. But you have Trevor Story, who you signed to play shortstop. Trevor Story has said that. He's going to be a shortstop, wants to be a shortstop. So if you let Xander Bogarts go, to repurpose that $20 million, but also some other of your money that's coming off the books with J.D. Martinez... Would you like to see Joe, uh, not Joe Judge. We'll get to uh, Yeah, I would not want to see Ew. Joe Judge. I do not want to see Joe Judge. Would you like to see Aaron Judge in a Red Sox uniform for the next, I don't know, six, eight, ten years? I don't know about all that, especially since, so as you mentioned, he's 30 years old. Yep. Definitely some injury history there. Yep. He's missed, like, whole seasons before, and that's not something you want to necessarily take on. We've had enough problems with injuries and star yes. players missing seasons. I think that... I yeah I, I think that probably it's going to take around three hundred mil to yep. get him in the building. Um, it, well, it, well, it, de it depends. It depends on the length of the contract because he is thirty. 
right? Yeah. So obviously, you turned down you know two hundred ten million, and so you might have to get it closer to three hundred. But but again, it's another season off the books here. So it's like, well, how long are you going to sign him for? Eight years? Eight and two eighty. I, I feel like, I feel like that. I don't even know how many that is per year. Anybody got a quick calculator? Eight and two eighty. Yeah. Now now I, now, I got, now I got to look that up. <laughs> but for some reason, that feels like is that like thirty-five like million a year? I feel like that could. I feel like you would take that. Eight and two eighty for Aaron Judge. Because all I hear about one of the arguments beyond Bogart's age. Yeah, thirty-five mil. Thirty-five million a year yeah. for for Aaron Judge. The argument I hear against Bogart's is where's the power? There's no power. Yep. Well, uh, Aaron, you, Judge, Aaron you bring Judge, in Aaron Judge. You got power. Aaron Judge has got your power, and because it's not just about story either. It's about okay, like do you like Marcelo Meyer enough to the point where he's going to be here in two years or so? That that's going to be your 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 shortstop. Yep. So I mean, like, look in in terms of your 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 shortstop future, you more or less have that mapped out. You could put Trevor Story over there, and and your your first pick of the draft from last year is eventually going to fill that void. Or they drafted another one this year, right? Coop didn't they take another shortstop? And yeah, I think yeah, I think that's that's the first or second. That right? is correct. Yeah, yeah, so, they did. best Loading friend of Marcelo Meyer too. Yeah, so let's. Uh, yeah. So, so I mean, like you, you have options there, but outfield has just been, just been a crapshoot for this team in terms of star talent. With more crap than shoot. Yes, and and so to me, Aaron swapping Aaron Judge for Xander Bogarts, like I know Red Sox fans are not gonna like that. They're, they, I mean, you you're gonna want Xander Bogarts, your. Uh, you know, the, the team leader, the guy who's been here, like from a sentimental standpoint, I think. And, and some people were like, what do you want Judge for? You know, like, I don't want him here, blah, blah, blah. Because he think hits it, bombs. In, in terms of, of player, yeah, I would do that. So, I would. So you say Red Sox fans might not like it because Bogarts is a very popular player, and he should be for everything he's done on the field, for sort of the mentality he brings. I'm a big fan of that. He doesn't take days off at home. We're at Fenway Park. I'm going to play. Yeah. My fans are going to see me play. But you say Red Sox fans may not want him. 617-779-7937. At least one fan um, is willing to entertain the idea. Sure. So let's go to uh, line one and see what Kelly has to say about Judge versus Bogarts. Kelly. Hello. Hey, guys. Can you hear me? Yes. yes. Okay, great. Yeah. So I'm more of a casual Red Sox fan, but I will say right now I'm hearing kind of from a distance so much negativity for the ownership and for the team in general. The fans are just real, real sour. And, I mean, part of that is thinking that they're not going to keep Bogart. So obviously if you keep Bogart, that would help a little. But I think bringing in a big-time star like Aaron Judge. I mean, Bogart is a star, but he is uh, – Judge is like a next-level star. He's a superstar. He's and a clearly superstar. He's yeah. offensive yep. Clearly, he'd be an offensive upgrade. So, while, yeah, you're right. I think some of the sentimental fans might not like it. And, obviously, the money could be a big problem. If they could get him, that would be a big shot in the arm for the uh, Fenway franchise. All right. Thanks for the call, Kelly. I, uh, I think it's an intriguing idea. I mean, he is a superstar. And we have been uh, sort of talking around this idea in the last few years, the Bloom era, the Mookie Betts trade that yep. – was horrific by all accounts. I don't think you can find a single person that will tell you that they got good return in that Mookie Betts trade. Now you have this Bogarts-Devers cloud that's been hanging over this season in particular. At whatever point John Henry says, you know what, I'm sick of hearing negative crap about my baseball team, there is probably no better signing 
I mean, there's a couple out there, but there's there are few signings because of the Yankees part. You're not only signing an elite home run hitter. You're stealing him from your, your heated rival. The old days, right? The old days of this was a true war. The border war between Patriots, Jets, Red Sox, Yankees, down 95, that whole thing. You're bringing Aaron Judge to Boston. And I do think we are, I've always said that we are, we're really simple fans. Like you can love Bogarts as much as you want. And I love Bogarts. And you can say, no, I want Bogarts. I don't want Judge. And I think the third home run of the season, you're like, this guy's awesome. Yeah. What a, I love him. I'm going to go get a Judge jersey. Like, I think we, we are flippant. We turn the page really quickly. Yeah. And you know what? The other thing, too, with that is um, I think that we were talking about the infield and outfield stuff. Wouldn't this feel so much better, like, say, if you had Aaron Judge in, in right field? or so yeah. and and then okay if Aaron Judge gets hurt then you're playing like a Tommy Pham kind of player or and then you've got your backup but that's not your first plan your first plan isn't to be like oh yeah let me play Jackie Bradley Jr. <clears throat> and Christian Arroyo in right field it's like okay no those guys are those guys are just depth now okay and we can we can deal with that but we have a superstar in right field who's, go, who's going to be hitting the ball out of the ballpark everywhere, any which way. And I don't know it, what Haim Bloom nef- necessarily thought Verdugo was in that trade for Betts. I don't know if he thought he was getting a potential star outfielder, a developmental star outfielder, because I will say Verdugo has star uh, qualities to his off-field game, like his personality, the way he looks. Like, you could... If he were better at the plate, he could be a star. I think he has a superstar personality, which is weird in baseball where they talk about marketing guys and personality. I think Verdugo might have the look and the personality. You know what he lacks? The power, the ability, the, the, the on-field production. So I don't know if they thought they were getting a future star in Verdugo in the, in the bets trade, but Aaron Judge is a star yeah. in every room he walks in. Now, yeah, can I ask you guys something? Sure. You- Coop, that's Coop, our friend behind the glass. Famously of the Brad Show. Show. So you guys said $35 million AAV for Aaron Judge, correct? Yeah. That's yep. appropriate? You know, I threw a number out there. If you want to tell me it's inappropriate, you're the baseball well, guy, no, you I tell me. I want to pick me. your brain. So okay. Mike Trout's AAV is 36. Okay. Is Aaron Judge comparable to Mike Trout to you? No, not even close. Not, no, not as an no, not but as But when did Trout player. sign that deal? I mean, we're in the inflation era. I don't know if you I mean, bought he's gas about, recently. He's probably about like halfway through that contract now. Yeah, so that's an older contract, and... I do think contracts are going to start to skyrocket again. I think the the pandemic altered contracts a bit, altered the financial landscape a bit, certainly with Betts himself. I don't think he ever signs that contract. And I heard Brian Barrett talking about this. I don't think he ever signs that contract if a if a pandemic doesn't happen. Absolutely. He, he yeah. took he, he was worth more. He's he was to, looking he's for about that too. Yeah, he was looking for it started with a four not a three, and probably not deferred money in the things that are in that He deal. was looking to get locked up for a long time. Right. That's what he was concerned about. So I do think that the, the contracts are going to start to go in another direction, and I think we're going down the road. Hell, look at it with the NBA. I was reading the stuff on, on Jalen Brown. If he, It's not going to happen, but if he gets all NBA or one of those awards and gets to Supermax land, he's a $50 million a year player. And it's just like he's making 20 now. Yeah. So like contracts are going crazy. The numbers. So you have to kind of it's like when you pull up to the gas pump, you can say this is stupid. I'm not paying five bucks for gas. OK, so don't drive your car like the, exactly. the, the cost of biz, doing business, the cost of the world around you sets the market. Yeah. So and, and I, and I want to mention something with. So. So, no, 
Aaron George is not comparable to Mike no. Trout as, as an overall player, but just as a purely offensive player, I mean, the, like kind of the, the advanced metrics on Judge, he, he is having a better season than I think Mike Trout ever had right now. Well, I mean, and, if you, then, and, but and, that's the one thing, like, are you buying high? Is this going to be the best season Judge ever has? Is this a contract year push? He stays I mean, healthy. He hits bombs. It, I like, mean, I mean, it could be, but at the same time, he's also consistently been a very, very good oh, offensive he hits player through, like, throughout, yeah. throughout his career. I mean, it, just, just generally, right? He's just been a very good yep. offensive player throughout his career. The defense, obviously, Trout is just awesome in all facets of. of but baseball. in a sneaky way, Judge is the biggest center fielder I've ever seen. When they put him in center field, I'm like, a man that big should not be playing center field. Yeah, and, and he and, and I mean generally he holds his own. He's, he's not an fine. utter he's not an utter and complete liability. He's no Duran. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Bet you he Why? can catch a fly ball in the twilight, right? Bet you he wouldn't choke in that situation. Oh, my God. Well, then again, also, like, Aaron Judge, he is the twilight. He's already up there. So. Oh, my God. Yeah, oh, and, and he's a star, and that's what I would get back to. I think this would be as much a business decision as it would be a baseball decision, as much a, a we need a star, I don't like the trend of where the talk of the team is going, blah, blah, blah. But just there's a, just imagine that middle of your order, though, your three, oh four God. hitters being Devers and Jaron Judge. Could you scare? Oh I mean, exit velocities oh and all that. God. Could you scare a pitcher more than than that pitcher would ask well, for an if, L screen? If you, if you put Giancarlo Stanton there, you could probably scare him more That's because true. I mean, you can't have everything, though. Yeah, well, exactly. But I mean, he hits the ball like 175 miles an hour every time he makes. Contact. So we're talking about Judge. We're talking about Bogart, 617-779-7937. There's another name that could be floated out there. And I think we'll go back to the phone lines. Mike would like to bring up another uh, superstar type name that you might want to throw into the mix. Mike, what's up? Good afternoon, gentlemen. How you doing? Doing great. How are you? So great. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm, I'm kind of, you know, it's, it's funny that Andy's Mr. Brightside today. He's giving me some optimism about the Red Sox. Here. It's a rarity, Andy. <laughs> it's a weird, it's a weird <laughs> world we're in. Yeah, no, I think your guys' thought process is right. And, you know, the Red Sox always love value, right? Yep. So who's going to give you more value? Aaron Judge at, I don't know, 32, 30 million a year for the next eight years. Or would you rather have Shohei Itani for 10 years and $450 million? But would yeah, you rather I, have? I mean, I find the Otani thing fascinating. And I know that's a word we throw around too often in sports talk radio and sports in general. But Oh, no. Anything around Shohei Otani is, is really fascinating. Is so awesome. And I've heard these debates as, you know, if a great hitter makes $30 million a year and a great pitcher makes $30 million a year, then he needs to make $60 million a year or $50 million a year. And so what was the contract you threw out, Mike? I'm sorry. What was the numbers you had uh, there? He's I mean, I think if you're looking... I, no, well, no. For Otani, my guess is going to be ten and four fifty. There, oh, there we go. Yeah, okay. so forty-five million dollars a year. Right, but think about it, guys. Right, he just turned twenty-eight in July. Right, he's an elite pitcher. He's your ace, and he's a yep. guy who's going to hit forty bombs. How is he not worth four hundred? How is he not worth forty-five million dollars a year when he's filling two positions? Okay, I, I agree with the value and the contract, and thanks for the call, Mike, because I love this topic. It's, it's a very interesting one to me. But we're also in a world where specialization matters. Well, not to Bill Belichick, but to most of the world, specialization matters. And we're also in a world where uh, Chris Sale cannot get on the mound. I believe the number is 48 innings pitch. Correct me if I'm wrong, Coop, over the last three years. 48 innings you've gotten. And all he does is pitch. He doesn't go up and try to mash on the other days. And 
I have I have always been a believer. I've pushed back against a specialization because anybody who's ever played baseball knows the best pitcher is almost always the best hitter. When you're in little league, pony league, high school, yeah, I mean they're just, they're just straight up the best. They're the best guy on the field, that, so they can do it. If you put them in center field to be the best too, and then we at some point say, whoa, 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 give me that bat. You're too valuable as a pitcher. You throw 92 in high school. We're now going to just put you in this streamline. We're yeah. going like old school USSR. We see what you're good at, and that's all you are the rest of your life, and we're taking you to the Olympics to win gold medals. Why can't we let people pitch and hit? God forbid, we're in an era of, like, you know, athletes well, it's, with it's their narrow, nutrition and everything. Yeah. Like, oh, is he going to get hurt because he hits? He shouldn't. Now, I don't think a guy should get hurt because he rode his bike either, but that's a different topic for a different day. So. Well, I mean, he can't help but get hurt. I mean, that's, that, that's a whole different thing. But I feel like there, too, the one other issue is that Otani, particularly like with pitchers of Tommy John, right? It's like your arm's yeah. already going to – he's already had Tommy John. Yep. It's not necessarily that he, that he can't have Tommy John again, but, but it's like w- w- that's often a concern with the young pitchers, right? Right. It's, it's like, Actually, it, not as much anymore. Yeah? Think Tommy so? John is not as serious as... Well, yeah, because, I mean, you... It's going down the road of ACL where it's so fine-tuned. That's true. That, like, you can't, well, you can't go to the well all the time on it. But there's also... Uh, I've done some... I was re- mainly talking about the idea that, like, okay, you're not necessarily in as much danger of losing well, Otani for a year, like, right when you yeah, sign him. true. Because he's, he's already had... That's why some kids are actually getting Tommy John yeah, before, as preventative yes. further injury. Right. Like, I'll get it out of the way in my high school so it won't derail me in No college. joke. My, my, my roommate in college, his little brother, he got a D1 commit during the pandemic year. Instead of going right into college, he decided to take his... He was given a pandemic year in like high school. Yep. He decided to get Tommy John. Yeah, it's a thing. And just rode out another year in high school, and then he's going to Lehigh this past... Like, this upcoming year. Yeah, I find it strange. Like, it's... Uh, I'm sort of a believer when you go under the knife, you're never the same. But, it, I mean, I guess there's enough science behind it, I enough mean, examples, that whole thing. Yeah, I mean, modern medicine has made it so that, I mean, usually like, you have an ACL. I mean, you mentioned ACLs, right? You can get an ACL tear as a football player. And usually you can come back within uh, two years or so and be more yeah. or less what you were before. Yep. You it's know, so, so it's I mean, very rare that ACL is now like a, a career-threatening or even yeah, certainly yeah. not career-ending. And, 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 that, and that, was, that was more my point to it. it so that, would, you, would you rather Otani than Judge? Well, I think that Otani is... At $45 million a year, 10 years, $450 million, would you take Otani? Probably. I think I would, too. I, think he's just, he's just I know this is not my money, and these are fake numbers, and we're just throwing yeah. things. But as much as I say he could get hurt at one or the other, there's also the, the better chance, if you tell me he's high level slash elite at two things well he's probably going to stay that at at least one of them right so and the way contracts are going i'm going to assume contracts are only going to continue to grow so it's like this could always be a bargain well if he pitches a little and he and he still hits or if he just hits say he stays like he's like a 35 to 40 home run guy i feel like in a few years i and he's a dh he stopped pitching he's just a dh and he hits 35 to 40 home runs at some point, the forty-five million will probably look like it's not great, but it's not—it's not a backbreaker contract the way right. salaries have exploded in recent years. So uh, I'm very much enjoying this topic of, and, and it pains me to say this because I am a Bogarts guy. I'm a guy that wants Bogarts long term, but if you look at the the actual details and his limitations, whether it's defense, whether it's power, whether it's—I don't know if you call it a limitation—but his age, he's not getting any younger. What's the market going to bear out? Now, I also think you may end up being able to get Bogarts at a reduced deal. I'm not sure the market 
is going to I think you be could, quite as strong as, as I think you could pull a Bill Belichick here and say, yeah, go see what the market offers. And then when you realize what I know, what your value actually is, yeah. come back to me. We'd love to have you. Because ain't nobody paying him 300 mil. Uh, no, he's not getting 300 million. And I'll be interested just the average annual value on a lesser deal, on a, on a six-year deal. Is anyone going to even commit to him eight years at the age of 30, right, to, into his late 30s. Well, well, it's interesting because we're talking about this, and yet Shohei Otani just turned 28, Aaron Judge just turned 30, and we're like, yes, throw money yep. at them. Yep, and, but, but it's but, different. But it's different. It's different, different in a players. way because, you know, you, and you look at Bogarts and some of the limitations that have crept into his game before the age of 30, whether it be the power or be the defense, what are those going to look like in three years, in four years, in five years, where to some degree, my guess is Judge will be able to crush the ball for the next three, four, five, six years. Some of the other stuff, you may no longer put him in center field. He may be a DH. He going to hit the ball far for the next five years. And hey, ball go far, team go far. That's right. Chicks dig the long ball. We are enjoying some, uh, some fantasy-type baseball discussions in the midst of Red Sox-Yankees here at Fenway Park. We're in our Ford Clubhouse studios. It's Fitzy and Hart with no Fitzy. He's on vacation. Kyrie Thompson filling in. If you want to join the conversation, this dream fantasy baseball conversation, if you can't have Bogarts, who would you want? Would you go after Judge, Otani, or somebody else? 617-779-7937. And we will be back after a quick break. WEI. We are right back to Fitzy and Hart. Streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. like Greg Hill just kind of letting it play out here a little bit. We're going to let the boys be boys here at Fenway Park. We're in the Ford Clubhouse Studios, and we are talking dream scenarios or maybe nightmare scenarios for some of our listeners. We're talking big picture Red Sox, which seems like it's been a discussion point all year long, in part because of their struggles and failures to live up to their to their expectations. And this is Fitzy and Hart with no Fitzy. I'm Andy Hart alongside Kyrie Thompson, where we've been dreaming big. If you lose Bogarts at the end of the year, would you be willing to replace him with, I don't know, somebody named Aaron Judge who will be on the open market who hit his 46th home run against the Sox last night, although the Sox came back for a 3-2 victory in extra innings. We're going to go back to the phone lines now because we've had some uh, we've had some fans wanting to weigh in on this. We had one fan bring up, no, I'd rather have Otani than Judge, maybe move the money in that direction. Now we're going to go to Rick to see what his thoughts are on a potential judge uh, replacing Bogarts here in Boston superstar switch. Rick, what's up? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Hey, I broached this subject two and a half months ago on my way to school to uh, <laughs> Fourier, and uh, they laughed. They laughed at me. They said there's no way they could. But I, at first I said, let's sign both Devas and Bogart, and yep. then jump, jump the uh, – then just, you know, jump at – get uh, the Yankees really stick them instead of them always sticking us and, and try to sign judge. They said that wouldn't happen. I said, okay, then the only viable, I think thing would be if you lose Bogot, you bring judge on now looking at the big picture blooms created such a power void because, you know, we have JD he's old now. Uh, we traded away Renfro. We traded away Schwaber. We didn't have enough, uh, you know, insight to like think Schwaber could fill in, maybe play better first base than the guys they have right now. But, but now they got Hosma, and also he'd be a DH. But like now you could utilize Judge, give him a seven-year, you know, thirty-three million dollar contract, and then um, 
he'd play some DH at some point to alleviate, but have him in right field because right field is a spot where he could play, yep. um, you know, in Fenway. Kiki, if he comes back, you know, put insert him back in the center field with Verdugo and left. And Duran's just a, a bench guy because right now he needs to learn the craft. He needs to be in AAA, you know. And uh, I think that would help because you look at um, the numbers, and we lost right now. I mean, Schwab is, what, in the National League, he's number one for home runs. Renfro's hitting home runs. We don't have that. And uh, basically – Bogots was hitting well till he messed his shoulder and wrist up. I think he's been playing hurt in spite of all this. And I think, you know, you were looking at 50, 60 home runs. If, I like um, the, uh, I like the idea, Rick. I, I, and I understand. Thanks for the call, Rick. Now I understand a little bit why they may have giggled at you with the first presentation of sign Devers, sign Bogarts, then sign Judge. Uh, that's north of a billion dollars probably yeah, that, in contracts. That, that, that's a lot. And, I mean, I, I feel like you can't even be mad about – you couldn't be mad at the Red Sox for not doing that. No, 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 no. But two out of the three, and in our scenario, two it's out of three ain't Devers bad. and Judge. And I think, I think Rick articulated how Judge – something just came yeah. into my mind. Yeah. Because Rick brought it up. Schwarber would look really good in a Red Sox uniform, long-term even. Forget about this year. And whether he could play first base, whether he would have been a misfit if he's your long-term DH, if, if J.D. leaves. And you trade Renfro away to get a prospect in JBJ, who's already gone and playing for another team already. Does, does Heim Bloom not like home runs? Like, it just kind of hit me. Does he not dig the power? Coop, you can join the discussion if you'd like. I know you're the Bradfoe show baseball yeah, why not? guy. Well, does Heim Bloom not like home runs? I would imagine that he does like home runs just because he's like the analytical nerd. I, well, I, I like home runs. Like guy, those guys love launch angle. They love the exit velocity stuff. They so love then why OPS is Schwarber plus. gone and Renfro given up for pennies on the dollar, theoretically? Like, it almost feels like he does. And I know he didn't know JD was going to have a power outage this year necessarily or that maybe Bogarts wouldn't have a little more power. But it just feels like maybe he doesn't care as much about home runs as some of uh, us fans do. To be honest, I just... I don't think they've cared about this season to begin with. Well, I don't. I, I don't. I don't like the sounds of that. Because well, well, I mean, I, I, I've been trying ahead. to br- drum up hope here. You know. So, so like, I mean, the minute that you sell off Mookie Betts, you commit to this whole strategy that you're going to rebuild the Red Sox. Yeah. Because that was the guy. That, and like, we were talking during the break about you know trying to build up a farm system, trying to bring in guys mm-hmm. that you want to develop and you know turn into your star. They haven't done that in a while. Mookie Betts would have been that guy. You sell him off. All right. We're back to ground zero. And and you know what? Honestly, Coop, I think last last year was an accident. It was a fluke. It, it, it was. was way ahead of schedule. It was hundred percent. It was a happy way ahead of schedule. It was a happy accident. And you could see it at the deadline, right? They're like, oh, well, we're playing over our heads. Do we want to compete? They're like, oh, no, let's let's ride more or less of what we got. I mean, Schwarber comes in. They bring in you know a couple of like bullpen arms and, and things like that, right? So it's a you know, little, little addition. And, tweaks, and I think right? that's maybe but, what but, they were trying to do this season with like. Hey, like if we have the opportunity to make the playoffs, let's try and go for it. We're probably not going to win the World Series, but we can make it entertaining. And, we can and, get some money well, on the playoff season. Your longest tenured player and your catcher, like that's and, a and little our, bit of a well, well, the we'll, we'll see. We'll see. That's the thing is that I think that by the time they got to the trade deadline, they were probably just thinking, you know what? I don't really think that that it, we we got it like that. So I mean, we got a somewhat valuable guy here that we can that we can maybe move. But yeah, no, I think that this year it was the same approach. It was basically just like, you know what? Let's just see what we got. And, and to be and completely like, can we make, honest, can we make the playoffs nice. So at right when they had like the, the home the home opener, Sam Kennedy came on the program. I, I'm not sure if it was the morning program, whatever, but I remember him saying, he goes, 
everyone is projecting us to win more games than what we were actually projecting. Oh, yeah. And that was 86 games that we were there. projecting. I think that was at the cask. I think I was with Gresh. Exactly. Like basically, so, they told you. Yeah, they they, told he you straight right up there. said, like, well, hey, like, we're going to be looking better than what we actually thought we were going to be. So that's a plus. And so I'll that give, means they were, like, they were shipping out on this season. I'll give Chris Gasper credit. He wrote Bridge Season very yep. early mm-hmm. on in he the did. process. I think it was in spring training yep, I remember or that. early in the year. And I was like, this should absolutely not be a bridge season. If anything, this should be a last dance season. More like Alex Cora joked about, because you had the uncertainty with some of your core star players. And I'm not just talking about Devers and Bogarts, but J.D. Martinez. You had Nathan Avaldi. Like, there was reason to believe this core and big money core, and I'm going to assume if you pay them a lot of money, you think their key clutch players could be gone, that this would be their last run together. This should not be a bridge. I, I, I hate that mentality. And I also hate that mentality with the New England Patriots because I think there is a sense or an air of bridginess to oh, the yeah. Patriots season. Oh, yeah. and, and I actually think it's rightfully deservedly so that 2023 is probably a target season. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, it's August 13th, 2022, and we will be talking more Red Sox bridge year or not. We will be talking Patriots coming off Thursday night's preseason sort of debut that didn't include any really core players save for a couple guys on either side of the ball it's Fitzy and Hart we're at Fenway Park the Ford Fenway Clubhouse Studios we're talking Red Sox we're talking Patriots for the rest of the afternoon until four o'clock when we hand it off to I think the Bradfoe show and his buddy Coop behind the glass here we will be back for the second hour of Fitzy Hart Fitzy and Hart just after this we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 